This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Welcome back to Sunday Focus. I am being joined by Sandy Lowne. She is the executive director with the Teddy Bear Den here in the Sioux Empire. Hey, Sandy. Hello. So we have a lot to catch up on. It's been a while, but first, you are part of one of the many great organizations here in the Sioux Empire for the Teddy Bear Den. Now, for anyone who isn't familiar, tell us all about it. So the Teddy Bear Den, believe it or not, in June will be open 25 years. Oh, my gosh. I know. That's a huge one. And we are a program that's just here to help the low-income pregnant women in our community. We're all about encouraging them to make healthy choices, earn points for all of those good choices that they would make, and then come back to our store, which is in downtown Sioux Falls, Mm -hmm. and shop for brand new baby items with points rather than cash. This way they can get the things that they could not otherwise afford. Absolutely. How many people would you say benefit from this organization? Oh my gosh, right now we have a little over 1,500 women enrolled in our program. Wow, that's, yeah. that's huge. From when it started 25 years ago, how many people was it back then? Oh my gosh, I remember when we were open and then the first six months we had served like 129 women and I was like, oh my gosh, we are so doing our job. Yeah. That was a long time ago and now I'm like, we were so not doing our job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could have done more. We could have done more then, right? <laughs> but I remember like, because I've been with the program since the beginning, so I remember like at the beginning when we opened like that and we were thinking like, wow, we are touching base with so many women here in our community. Our community obviously has grown since then. But now I feel like we are touching base with our community and the people who need our assistance. What do you think the difference is between then and now when it comes to reaching people? You know, I think a big part of it is that right now we have over 300 healthcare providers, agencies, schools that are all making referrals to our program. So a lot of it, I think, is just spreading the word that we were here mm-hmm. over all these years yeah. and telling people about the program and telling them and telling them and telling them <laughs> so that people would know about it. One of the biggest referrals besides doctors are people's family and friends. So at least now we're out there for the people who know that they need assistance. We're working with many agencies who also will make the referrals. So I think that that makes a big difference. Probably with the resources too, just like the like what you said, so many more healthcare partners and whatnot. Oh my gosh. And and we have so many agencies that are making referrals yeah. to us. And so that is big, just getting the word out there over the years, telling people that we're here. It's all about that form of communication before mm. what, what we're doing right now. Exactly. It's all about word of mouth. That's the first social media right there. Word of mouth is big here, <laughs> which is great. You know, there are all these kinds of fundraisers, events that the Teddy Bear Den do host in order to keep this organization going. So just run down some of those top events that you guys Well, our biggest one is Celebrity Night Out, and that's every January. And again, we're doing it next January, and we're doing it at uh, Minnehaha Country Club. And we are in person. Is this breaking news? This is breaking news. In person there. It's on the third Saturday um, in January. I'm not sure what date that is yet. We'll figure it out. (laughs) But we will have, again, we'll be auctioning off 
so many different packages, live and silent, uh, chef, co- you know, cooking classes, yes. and golf lessons, and we sign me up for that right now. Auction off everything, <laughs> and I mean, you've been there, so you know. Yes. We auction off a lot of stuff to a full house of people, which is wonderful. Uh, we're going to do an event this year with, and this is a totally new event, and we're going to do something with JJ's this summer, mm. and it's going to be towards the end of summer, beginning of fall. We haven't quite pinned down a date yet. Yeah. But we're going to do some other outdoor event in in that time, too. And so that'll be something fun. Outdoor, we'll do some good right. food, some, yeah. Some music, too, probably. Uh, yeah, we're lining up music now. That's what <laughs> takes, that's where we're deciding the date, is because you have to find the good music that you want. Oh, absolutely. Right. So and, that's another big one. And talk about just these organi- this uh, fundraising How crucial is that for the teddy bear dad? Oh, my gosh. Fundraising alone. So our celebrity night out raises a little bit over half of our yearly budget. Mm -hmm. So that one night of auction raises so much money for us. You know, we did it. It was virtual this year. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in person this Mm -hmm. year. And we raised not quite half of our budget. But I will tell you, that was such a great feeling to know that our community is still supporting us, even though we're not all there in person. So fundraising for us is just an essential part of our of our existence. I mean, that's how we exist. We fundraise, we grant right, we take donations. Yeah. I mean, that's how our program exists here in Sioux Falls. So believe it or not, speak about Celebrity Night Out. The last time that I saw you, Sandy, was actually January of 2020, at the celebrity my gosh. night out. Doesn't that seem like a long time ago? Yes. And then it was literally right before the pandemic hit. And I can safely say that was the probably one of the last big events that happened in Sioux Falls just before everything completely shut down. So let's go back a little bit and talk about when COVID first became a reality. So when you first heard about COVID, what were your first thoughts oh as an organization? or personally I know it seems like a long time ago no I will I vividly remember this because my first thought was what are we going to do with our moms and how are we going to maintain this program so when it broke out here in Sioux Falls you know such a big thing in March we shut our doors for one week and only for one week so we could figure out how we at the teddy bear den were going to handle it Mm -hmm. I was big on, and our board was also, on us staying awake, staying healthy, keeping our moms, staying open, keeping, I mean, we just had to stay alert to everything that was going on. That's what I mean about staying awake. We had to stay alert to everything that was going on. We had to make sure our moms were safe, our babies were safe, all of that. We went through so many different stages of what we were going to do. We did (laughs) drive up curbside service, no volunteers for about four months. Uh, Moms called in what they needed. Everything was free. So we didn't even charge points because we knew there were so many people that were affected initially in our community and for a long term also but initially who were out of jobs who needed diapers who needed wipes who needed I mean all of these things so we did 
just basic essentials for free. And we did a drive up literally curbside service Wow! where they would call in their order. Um, they would place their order. I would have it ready. They would drive up. I would run it out to them. And that was at the beginning when we were still all like wearing rubber gloves and face masks and, and like, hospital gowns, and all that absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. So yeah. So that's what we did first. We did door side service where people could come up to the door and then we didn't let them in. We did entryway service where people couldn't go all the way into the teddy bear den and we would just help them in the entryway and we opened up. Wow. Fully opened the teddy bear den. Does it feel like that's a long time coming just to be opened again? Just opening our doors has been fantastic. We were so busy on day when we fully opened our doors. Now, mind you, we're still only open two days a week. Mm -hmm. We're jumping to three days in June and four days in July. We've also had to rebuild our volunteer database because a lot of our volunteers have moved on or have people in their family that they just cannot risk getting sick or things like that. So we've been through all the stages, but we've made it. And so that's kind of the, I feel like that's the exciting part. We've made it. Oh, absolutely. Like you finally see like there's a light at the end of this tunnel. If you are just listening, Sandy Lounge, she is the executive director with the Teddy Bear Den. Now, obviously, you didn't navigate this on your own. You had a great team behind you. So talk about how proud you are of them for just sticking with you and being very flexible throughout all of this. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'll tell you a great thing is that we have four healthcare providers on our board. So they really helped steer the way of the way that we should be handling things, mm-hmm. the way we should be handling people, um, the precautions that we should all be taking, our volunteers should be taking. And we have also a core group of volunteers that stuck with us through the whole thing. So we have a great core group. I mean, I'm going to totally, I will pat all of them on the back, but I will prom- I will totally pat on the back our Premier Bank Card volunteers because they stuck with us. Premier Bank Card had their employees coming into work, you know, a week at work, a week at home, a week at work, you know, working back and forth. And so those volunteers all stayed with us to volunteer at the den. We could not have done it without that core group of volunteers. We wouldn't have made it. Wow. I mean, I would have been there, but we would not have been there to be able to serve people in the means that we did. Did you ever think that being an executive director with a nonprofit organization that you would be faced with navigating through a pandemic? No, I feel like, you know, I mean, now I can kind of chuckle about it. But at the beginning, we weren't right. I mean, it affected our community terribly. It affected lives terribly. But the way that we handled it, I can look back and I can say, wow, we should be pretty proud of this. Like, that's why I kind of chuckle because all the stressing we did about how to stay open and how to keep our program running. And I mean, do I feel like we're an essential part of Sioux Falls? I feel like we're a big part of Sioux Falls Mm -hmm. in terms of helping the women that we help. But I also felt like we were essential during that time. There were not other places, a lot of other places closed that provided items, provided diapers or provided wipes for moms. So I feel like, or for families. So I feel like we were an essential part of keeping people 
giving items to people that really needed them during this time. Speaking about the women that benefit from the teddy bear, Dan, how did they react to all these adjustments and living in the new normal? It's hard enough being a new mom as it is. Right. And I feel like our moms were fantastic through this. They really understood. They still understand. We're in a small space. We still require people to wear masks at the teddy bear den. And people understand Mm -hmm. and are thankful and are appreciative that we're there to help them. And I don't really feel like people are, you know, I mean, we serve people the same way everybody else did. You know, we took our precautions. Every store took their precautions. We just are still sticking with some of those precautions. You know, you and I run to Target. We no longer have to wear a mask if we've been immunized or vaccinated, but we still are requiring it there. Right. Absolutely. So what do you think the hardest learning curve for you at the teddy bear den was throughout this whole pandemic? How to serve everybody Mm. and how to do it the best that we could. That was a big learning curve for us just because it changed so many times. Like every time something changed in the rules for COVID, we changed our rules at the Teddy Bear Den. So, I mean, I think how to continue serving everybody and doing our job is was the biggest was one of our biggest ones. Our second biggest thing was how to put on a virtual fundraiser. (laughs) That's probably fun. Oh, my gosh. You know, we start that planning of that celebrity night out in August of each year. And and we kind of know the routine. And this year it was August. We started planning. But November, we started freaking out like it isn't going to change. We are going to have to go virtual. And how do you pull off a virtual event? And what do you need to pull off a virtual event? So, yeah, we've had it's been good, though. We've had a lot of learning curves. What about an easy part during this pandemic? If there was an easy part. I have a complete easy part. Oh. The support of our community. Oh, there you go. That that. was the easiest part. Every time we would talk about a different thing that was going on or a different plea that we would have, people came through and provided for us. So every time we would make an ask, like, oh, my gosh, we're running low on size six diapers. Suddenly we had size six diapers. Uh, We had people who continued to make blankets for us. So we continued to hand out blankets and quilts for moms for free. Yeah, that's because I mean, so I think that that is the biggest thing for us is that the support from this community was incredible. What about some lessons that you can take away from this pandemic? Oh, what have you learned? I think that you just have to learn. You got to roll with the curves, man. You got to be able to (laughs) like if things are changing, you got to be able to do it. And I think, you know, and I think during all of this, we also planned for like our future. How does the den maintain this if something else would happen? Right. How does the den do it? You know, how do we survive and how do we continue telling people that we're out here and that we are in need of funding and we're in need of financial support? But at the same time, how does the den grow and serve our community in other ways? So, I mean, I think we took away a lot of things from this that are I mean, hopefully we won't ever have to do again. But but I think our board did a fantastic job of trying to figure all this out. Anything that you would want to keep from for the future aside from the pandemic like is there an aspect during covid that you would say yeah i would like to keep this around when this is all really behind us and in the past maybe it's working from home or maybe something like that yeah you know i think and this is something that i think a lot of people took away boy zoom meetings work 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did, did everybody not take away from this? Like, wow, I could Zoom this meeting instead of having to run all the way across town. You know, 20 minutes mm-hmm. there, a quick meeting, 20 minutes back. Then Zoom meetings actually work. Yeah. And it's a great thing. Absolutely. So you would definitely say, let's Zoom all the way. I would not home. say let's Zoom a board meeting, but I would say let's Zoom some meetings rather than all of us having to meet and find a perfect time that meets that works for everybody. Uh, you know, we Zoomed all of our board meetings. I don't like Zooming a meeting with 16 people. Yeah. But I like Zooming a meeting with three. Yeah. So, I mean, I think things like that, you know, things that you never thought you would use when you hear about, like, Zoom, you're like, yeah, well, we won't ever use that. And then you start using things like that. So... I think all that's good. Oh, there you go. If you are just listening, Sandy Lounge, she is the executive director with the Teddy Bear Den here in the Sioux Empire. So, yeah, we're finally starting to see this light at the end of the title. And for the Teddy Bear Den, you already you already said we're going to have full hours again. Really, really Sioux. And again, with those moms, like finally being able to have that resource fully again, what do you say their response was during all of this when they were still receiving all those essential items? Oh, my gosh. We have so many notes of appreciation for what we did over that time. And moms telling us how grateful they are that we remained open or even people that when I say moms, I mean in general, because we were even serving people that weren't enrolled in our program. And so people were just thankful that we could be there and that we could help them with, I mean, basic essential items that you and I yeah. could run and afford to purchase. But there are many people that could not and still cannot afford some of those items. So Absolutely. And then we already talked about those upcoming events for the future. Let, let's go back to the Celebrity Night Out for the virtual year. How successful was that for you guys? Besides the stress of actually figuring out how to do this virtually, how was it overall? Overall, we did fantastic. Uh, I will say, I mean, like I said before, we didn't quite make as much. We had a very, very generous $25,000 anonymous match donation. Wow. So our initial thoughts were we need to raise $25,000 yeah. so that we have that matching donation. And so that to us, that tells you the support of our community. I mean, Absolutely. that does right there. Uh, we had a $25,000 matching donation. And so that was our goal. Like, okay, well, if we could raise $25,000, then we've raised fifty. Right. So that's how we went in thinking about it. Like, let's just get this. Let's just make sure we make this. Now, that might have been some people. My goal is always much higher than that. (laughs) And my goal, I always I never tell our board my goal for a celebrity night out before we go in. And my goal is always like I hear them talking about it. And my goal is always like way higher than theirs. (laughs) But I mean, I think that that is a big part of it is just You know, when you have people call and say, I have someone who will make this donation, Mm -hmm. it's anonymous, but I have somebody here who will do it. That, I mean, that makes your event a success. Absolutely. And it gets people excited, too, for the organization, too. Because then we started telling people that, like, come on, help us out. We need to, you know, have this much. And not one business. So we have all of these corporate sponsors for our event and not one corporate sponsor was upset that we couldn't hold a live event, that they couldn't get their tables of, you know, 10 or 12, that they couldn't have two tables, that all of their guests couldn't be there. I mean, nobody, everybody was like, we understand. 
keep our donation. We're so happy to help. So not one business in Sioux Falls said anything about it. Absolutely. So speaking about how people can get involved and donate, how can people help you guys out over at the Teddy Bear Den? Oh my gosh, you can jump on our website teddybearden.org and we have a page where you can either look at what we need mm-hmm. or items that are in need. Uh, you can make a donation right on our website. So we have a number of ways you can figure out how to come in and volunteer with us. You can email me and let me know, oh, I'm interested in volunteering and we will have you come in. We train you right on spot. I mean, there are so many ways people can be involved in our program. We're excited also. This summer, this is another way. All of the youth camps were canceled last summer, right? Yeah, right. And this summer, we have three of them coming back to help us. So it's things like that. Like our community is ready to go. People are ready to get back involved. They're ready to do something. They're ready to help each other out. Help each other, right. What are the top items you would say that the teddy bear den needs right now? Oh, right now, I would say size six diapers is a big one. Those <laughs> yeah. are always big. Because when you huge. ask people for di- diaper donations, they're always like, they bring in newborn, size one, size two. People forget that children wear them even when they're older. Right. Uh, size six diapers would be a big one. Uh, bath products would be another big one that we're going through a lot of. And I would say, you know, like summer clothing, swimmer diapers that you put on children yeah. and baby sunscreen. Oh, Those yeah. are all big ones that people are asking for right now. And people forget about the baby sunscreen sometimes, I know. too. Yeah, they do. Any other volunteer opportunities coming up? You know, I mean, we will post some things about our summer fundraiser with JJ's, and we'll post and be asking for businesses or individuals who want to come and get involved. So just be on the lookout for that one, because we will need people to come in and volunteer for that event. Who can they call and where can they go? Absolutely. Go to teddybearden.org. Or give us a call at 335-2730. All right, perfect. Sandy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me back. I love it. I am being joined by Kyron Wallmeyer and also Sarah Schaffner. They both work for the Family Service Incorporated here in Sioux Falls. Kyron, she is the outreach coordinator and Sarah is the director. So welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. It's nice to have two people in the studio. You don't have that every day now, nowadays. So before we get started on why you guys are here, tell us about yourselves and the organization. Okay, so my name is Sarah Schaffner, and I'm the director, and Family Service is a local nonprofit mental health clinic located right here in Sioux Falls, but we also um, service the whole Sioux Empire area, all the counties and communities around us. Oh, that's awesome. So what kind of services do you guys provide? So we provide mental health counseling, um, and that's on an individual basis. That can be a family's um, or with couples. And then we also do some other things. We are an EAP provider, and we also do some critical incident stress management with um, law enforcement and the fire department here. Yeah, you know, mental health, it's so important to talk about. It's one of those conversations that people are scared to talk about, if that makes sense. But it's one of those conversations that need to be had. So especially during COVID, how critical have your services been during this pandemic? Oh, they've been super critical. I mean, with the isolation is probably the biggest part that we've seen. So people who maybe go through life and haven't ever experienced what it's like to have a mental illness um, have definitely got a dose of what it's like to be isolated and mm-hmm. how those depression symptoms or those anxiety symptoms can definitely set in. And not only with isolation, but just the fear of 
um, COVID. Yeah, absolutely. How did you guys adjust to the new normal, so to speak? It's hard not to talk about how organizations adjusted given the situation. So how did you guys handle this pandemic? So, yeah, we just had a roll with it. We were open the entire pandemic. So oh, we wow. just, um, you know, as uh, therapists, we're really good at meeting clients where they are. So we had clients that never stopped coming in. They always came in. Um, and then we had those that just weren't comfortable coming in. So then we switched to offering telehealth sessions, which we had not done prior yeah. to the pandemic. So I, I would say for the most part, our office offered a hybrid what of was options. Prob- yeah, I was going to say, what was probably the most difficult part of this pandemic? Any sort of like learning curves you never thought that you would have to do? I think um, maybe for me personally, just navigating my own fears with the pandemic and then helping other people walk that path. So, and just having it be so widespread, like normally when somebody comes in, it's just an individual issue or family issue that you're dealing with, but to have the entire world dealing with the same issue, that was, that was definitely a learning experience for all of us. Did you feel like you can relate more to your clients because of that feeling of being isolated from everyone? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were all on the same page with that. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So the entire reason why you guys are here, we're going to talk about the 5k walk and run with family service here. And it's, and it is to create that conversation about mental health and mental health awareness. In fact, the slogan for this run is creating mental health awareness one step at a time. I love that. (laughs) Who came up with this idea for the run is there sort of a story behind it um i think it's actually something that's been in the works for the last couple of years where like we wanted to do a run we wanted to um create this mental health awareness but then we have a staff benson langat yeah kind of famous in the running community here <laughs> oh i've heard of him a few times <laughs> right and so when you have a staff like that come on it just like that's a natural transition like okay it's time <laughs> so this is the first like ever run for this yes holy cow <laughs> right how exciting is that for you guys <laughs> yeah well my name is kyron and i am the outreach coordinator so my job is connect these services yeah. to the community and that's where we started this run we really hit the ground running on trying to advertise that to our community so that they know um this is a great opportunity to work on both your physical health and your mental health which i guess many people don't really think of it in that way where Mm -hmm. your mental health is just as important as your physical health and you need to practice on it. So do you guys have any sort of personal connections with the idea of this run when it did get brought up into conversation or is it just something where you thought like well you just said Kyron mental health and physical health kind of go hand in hand. Yeah I would say that was probably the biggest part is like we just wanted to tie the two to help normalize mental health. This is something we all have to work on. It's not just specific populations. Tell us more about the walk and run. It's happening on Saturday, June 19th, right here in Sioux Falls. What can you tell us about the time, where, the route, anything like that? Yeah, so the race will begin at Faywick Park, downtown Sioux Falls, and we're going to have in-person registration at 7 a.m. in case you didn't sign up online beforehand. We will also have a race kickoff at 745 with Benson kicking that off, and we'll We'll have music and announcements, and then we'll be starting at 8 a.m. with both the 5K and the one mile, with probably ending around 11 a.m. with a big group picture at the end. And the route is to be determined on June 9th. Ooh. So we have to meet the city first, and then we will I'm release our route on June 9th, <laughs> but it'll be around Faywick Park.
All right, awesome. So what can the runners and walkers expect just to get a feel of the downtown area and just kind of do a little city sightseeing, I guess you could say, while they're doing it? <laughs> For sure. That's why we wanted to locate it near the downtown area. So there's plenty of things to do afterwards and a lot of activities for everyone. Otherwise, we'll be making announcements about why mental health is important on the announcements. And we will be including mental health information in our race packets yeah. that all of our participants will receive. I just imagine it just being this lighthearted yeah. fun event. You'll get there, register, music will be playing. The path is going to be along the bike path. And so nice. the river's downtown, so it'll be nice scenery, nice view, fun people. And then, of course, afterwards, you're already downtown and your options are Might unlimited. as well make a whole right? day out of it, right? right? <laughs> what about for the people who aren't running or walking? Are they going to have like a little cheering section like around the route or is there going to be like some music for them to dance to while they're waiting? Well, we hope that the runners that sign up bring their families um, and bring support to cheer them on as well. But even if they don't, we'll be there and we'll have people along the race routes to encourage those people that are running or walking. Awesome. If you are just listening, Kyron and Sarah, they are both with Family Service Incorporated here in Sioux Falls are with me in the studio. So why should people participate in this walk and run? Where is the money going towards? So the really awesome part is that every registration to this race will provide counseling for somebody in our community. That's the person, that's your coworker, your friend, the one you didn't know is struggling. Everybody who registers helps somebody receive counseling. What do you hope people get out of this event? Maybe it's a better understanding of someone who deals with mental health. I think awareness is the biggest piece mm -hmm. that we hope to get out of this. Obviously, you'll get a little exercise as well. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's not a bad but, thing. <laughs> right. But just, just bringing more awareness and increasing people's understanding of what mental health is. And it's okay to struggle. It's okay to need help. And it's also okay to help other people who may be struggling. For more information about the upcoming 5K walk run with Family Service Incorporated. Where can people go to learn more? You can check out all of our social media. Just search Family Service Inc. Our Facebook is Family Service IN. All right, awesome. Kygren and Sarah with Family Service Incorporated in Sioux Falls. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks Thank for you. having me. I'm Christine Manica, and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. Thank you to Sandy Lown for giving us an update on the Teddy Bear Den along with Family Service Incorporated. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.